The ugly truth will always be free, so it's clear the Uggs aren't in it for the money. But if you're a fan, we'd appreciate any support you can give. Visit UglyTruth.com and check out the Support the Truth column on the right. You can donate, download our mobile app, or shop the Ugly Mall. All proceeds go right back into the show. As always, thank you, and now, on with the Ugly Truth. Are you ready for another mind-altering dose of the sisters who will say just about anything? Jamie. Fine, you may lick me. And Stephanie. You are lucky that we're in this world and that we tolerate you people. Welcome to another unfiltered episode of The Ugly Truth. It's The Ugly Truth, everyone. Hello. Hello, friends. Ugh. <laughs> oh, God. Can we do it again. Do it? Hold on. I'll do it again. Ready? Ugh. Oh, thank God you did it. God, I was having a Starting to question your ugliness. No, you know what? It's my voice because I'm tired. (laughs) Well, why are you tired? God. It's like somebody shot me in the gut. You're hemorrhaging. Slightly. Well, welcome to The Ugly Truth. This is episode 116. Hello, everyone. So, yes, congratulations. Stephanie (laughs) is going to be a regular rotating Ugg in the show. Woohoo! We're all very excited about that. It's been a long time coming, people. So hopefully lives and schedules uh, work out and she will be on regularly with Paula as well. And hopefully the three of us can regularly do it because I think that would be epic personally. Me too. I'm very pleased to be here. Thank you. You're welcome. Everyone, welcome to the show. Lots to talk about today. We are recording a little bit late, but there's what's really cool about recording late in the week sometimes is that so many items come up that we just like have to discuss that if we were to wait a whole week, they would no longer be valid. So it's always nice to get going. Now, first of all, we live in Northern California. You and I actually, we we only live like what five ten minutes away from each other now. Approx, yeah. It just depends on the. It's close, very close, closer than we've ever lived. It depends on the suburbanites and how they're right. driving. Exactly, like that. <sighs> like today, for perhaps I was ready to shoot several families on my way here. Uh, okay. Well, first of all, the heat makes us all very cranky, but you're like me. I hate bad drivers. It's well, probably... there was just yeah a lot of church families today. I don't know what's the deal it's really? Saturday, but like interesting. <sighs> So too many soccer moms on the road for my taste. Well, first of all, it's been really hot. I've been wilting. Literally. I feel like (laughs) I'm like a wilted flower or a tree. I just don't know what to do. And the thing is, we had some weird weather where it was like raining and it was 85 degrees. Yeah. It rained for one day and it was so miserable because it was so humid and hot. But what sucks is that the next day it was still humid and nothing dried. So everything is wet and humid and it feels gross. Like, I want to say something really vile about it. Like, it's like a... A moist armpit. It's like a, like a, the the crotch of a wet bathing suit of an old lady. (laughs) I mean, it's so gross. It's like, I just want this to dry and go away. So hopefully today, well, like yesterday it was 107 today. I think it's going to be like a hundred. Yeah. So things will, you know, I can, I can deal with the dry heat. That's why I would never move to Florida when I'm old or anything like that. I couldn't take (laughs) it. I know, huh? Horrible. we'll, We'll still be in this decrepit little town when we're old. I'm sure of it. You know what? That's my goal is not like, to be. Don't say but that. <laughs> don't don't tell me that I'm going to be buried at Mount Vernon down the street. 
I don't want that to happen. <laughs> okay, I'll bury you at East Lawn at Greenback. Oh, yes, thanks. Bury me in the ghetto. Sure. <gasps> That's not the ghetto. I know some very it's respectable not- people who've died and been laid to rest there. <laughs> okay. No disrespect to the deceased. No, actually, speaking of, I don't know, did you see the post? Um, a friend of mine, um, actually, it was John Adelano. You know John. I do, um, but he's not a friend of mine, but I do know oh, him. His he would love little him. brother is on my friends list. I'm friends with his brother, too. You should friend him. He would love it. Anyway, well, I was... He probably wouldn't even know who I was. Yes, he would. The Adelano... What's great is when we were growing up, the Adelanos had as many siblings as we did, as the Campos girls right. did. And so That's we true. all went to school with an Adelano at some, at some point, point in our lives. Yeah. Petey Adelano, as a matter of fact... He's your age, right? He's my age, yeah. We, yes. we graduated the same year. And actually, you know what? My bad. He's a year older than me because I was in mm. seventh grade and he was in eighth and he was the first boy I ever kissed. Oh, that's so sweet. I remember my first kiss. Who? I'm sure I told you. Who was it? I was at my best friend's, Dina Villaborghi. I was at her house. We, I was in sixth grade. Oh, and my. This little harlot. Blaine Tonso was there. Was just- <gasps> I remember Blaine Tonso. Yes. Yes. He was this tall Italian redhead, believe right. it or not. I remember. And he, or was it Jeff Turver? Hmm. I can't recall. <laughs> I think I liked both of them at one point. But anyway, it was I'm in the closet. I'm pretty sure it was Blaine Tonso because his name well, I- strikes me as being <laughs> one of the first. I just remember we we were playing Seven Minutes in Heaven, which I'd never played before, and I went into the closet with with him. Oh my god, Seven Minutes is an eternity. We played two minutes in the closet. Oh, we didn't last seven minutes. Are you kidding? One one kiss, and I'm like, done! Let's get out! (laughs) I was so scared that I was going to get in trouble. Oh my god. Because I was, you know, the ripe old age of 11 and a half. (laughs) But that was my first kiss. I'll never forget it. And then after that, I don't think I kissed another boy until like seventh grade. And I don't, I, I think his name was Sean. And um, <laughs> mom picked me Sorry, up. Sorry, Sean, school. that she doesn't remember you. <laughs> I know, I can't. Um, but mom picked me up from school and saw me holding hands with him. And we were like forbidden to have boyfriends until we were 16. And so I when know. she saw me, I got in the car and she's like, Who was that boy you were holding hands with? I'm like, Oh, that's just my friend. And I'm totally, you know, I'm the worst liar <laughs> on the planet. And yeah. she's Who like, Who believes their seventh, th- seventh grade daughter <laughs> when she says, Oh, he's a friend? We were right. holding hands. She's like, You will end it immediately. Oh, and I'm thinking, What? But you know what? I think about it in perspective. Our mother was married at 16. So for her, it's like, I do not want this to turn into something, you know, in three years or however long right. I've been. So she was probably a little more paranoid because she was a little spicy by that age. She- <laughs> I mean, I don't yeah. know. What do we no, know? I you around. know what? I don't know what her problem is, but I don't want to say is, was. I, I just was. feel like she felt like she was probably playing Russian roulette with four teenage daughters within two years of each other. And Well, I do know that when we were in the car on our way to school regularly, because we were always mad in love with somebody, and she's like, the four of you are like little hot tamales. I don't oh, know God. what to do. <laughs> she's like, you get your, what she used to say to us, you get your passion from your father. That's for yes. sure. Well, the Latin, for sure. Right. Definitely. And then I don't know. The, well, although the temper, I mean, she's half Irish, so. No doubt. I'm going to assume we got the temper from her and the spiciness from our father. So yeah, the best of both worlds. We're so fun. (laughs) Anyway, so yes, so Adelano had posted something because apparently his wife refuses to cremate him when he dies. And so (laughs) they're probably Catholic. Yes. Well, I don't know. We're making assumptions, but it's something where she's like, (laughs) I refuse to cremate you. He goes, well, if you're not going to cremate me. Bury me in a tree pod, and it's these really cool things. Did you see it on my I Facebook? I saw page? it. I did. I did. I did. Now that you say that, I saw it. I don't it know looks... if I saw it on yours, but somebody else posted it. Somebody posted it. I saw it. So essentially, they put your they put your deceased body into a 
looks like a purse, like a big teardrop-shaped purse, right. and then they bury you in the ground, I assume with a sapling of some kind or a seed. <laughs> so you and turn into a tree? You feed this tree sapling, and you will ultimately... you Be a tree. You're part of the tree. And I have talked about this many times where, you know, I'm all in on the eco-friendly burials where yeah, you just word. bury me in the linen with a GPS and then put a Why do you need a, a GPS? Tree. So they can find me if they want to come see the tree. Because <laughs> I want to be buried on the hillside somewhere. They're, they have them in the Bay Area. But a GPS requires a battery, right? Uh, no, they, they have them that last for like years. And they, you get coordinates and stuff. I've oh. looked into this. Trust me, I know. <laughs> So weird. Okay. Because I said, because I want them to bury a, me underneath a Japanese maple so they know where I am and they can come see me. You have to go for a hike, but hey, whatever. Well, then I had the discussion no, that that'd be nice. instead of having a tree, perhaps I should be cremated and then everybody can have a, have a little bit of the dust and just keep it in their house because Daryl is not big on separation. And so I know that he's going to want to have a little <laughs> ashes. So I figured, well, why are you assuming you're going to die first? Because I'm morbid, and I know. Just like you think you're going to die a violent death, Stephanie. Well, that's not unusual in this day and age for True. people to die violent deaths. True. So anyway, but you're right. we, talk, we talk about that regularly. So I'm, But now I'm thinking, hey, t- take some of those ashes and throw them in a pod, and I can be a tree, and then you know we can spread it around. We can spread it around, and then well, I can I'm, have my way. I'm really digging this whole idea of being encapsulated in a fetal position in a tree pod and turning into a tree. Like I didn't realize the whole, the whole purpose of it was to be, you know, at at one point part of a tree. I love it. I I think it's so, so, it's so peaceful, you know, especially, especially now because you know, the idea of me being buried in a box in a graveyard does not appeal. It's never appealed to me. I've always said that I would always be cremated. I, unless one of my children just absolutely could not stand the thought and that it would Mm -hmm. kill them and ruin their life. If they had to imagine me cremated, then fine, do it. But, but I've told my oldest child that, look, if you don't care, like seriously, just burn me. I'm so fine with that. But now I'm thinking I want to be a tree. I think you should be a tree, and I think you should get to pick what kind you want to be. I want to be one of those trees up in the big trees in the redwood forest here in Northern California. We have some of the oldest trees <gasps> living oh, in the world, I think. I love it. No, That's kick-ass. Ooh, yeah. I love that idea. Hmm, maybe I'll do that. Okay, so moving on. So, yes, it's been freaking hot, and with Here. that comes anger. So, I, I admit, I admit that I am probably PMSing. And I readily admit it. I can always tell when I'm being a little extra judgmental or angry or just short fused. And my PMS comes and goes. Like sometimes I have a really bad PMS where I get like hormonal migraines and I'm tired and, you know, it's just, it's a physically draining one or I get very, I get a real emotional one. And this one seems to be quite emotional. I feel like I've been crying a lot lately, which is not normal. I mean, I do cry, but yeah. like I was talking to my, I was talking to Kenzie the it's other day. It's not normal. God, I cry all the time. I know, but it's not normal for me to cry when I'm, you know, consoling my children or talking to them. And I literally <laughs> I was talking to her. She had gotten into a fight with this little boy that she's dating. And oh, yes. I said, I go, well, Mackenzie, here's the thing about Campos women. It takes a very strong man 
to be with a woman like us. I don't know. I can't even put it into words exactly what that is, but it takes a very strong man to be with women like we are. It's just, we're very tempestuous. We're very emotional. We're very passionate. There's no gray area with us. It's hot or cold, black or white. That's just how we are. And the men that, that tend to stay with us for the long haul love it. And they're challenged by it, even though there's a lot of frustration. So I'm telling her all of this. And I said, your dad, producer Dub, and then I got real choked up. I'm all, he's the pick of the litter. <laughs> I started to cry. And she's looking at me like, what? Mom, what is wrong with you? And she's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, and she's like, are you all right? Because she was crying. And then I, then I started to cry. I'm like, okay, I need to I need to disengage. I don't know what's happening. I'm trying to be a mother. And here I am turning into a big weepy ball of tears about your father, who seriously does not deserve that much. <gasps> Oh, stop it. I know. Yes, you and Paula he think does. he's the perfect man ever. I he know. Is. You know, he said something to me the other day, and I'm like, okay, that's literally the most romantic thing you've ever said to me. Yesterday, we were chatting about something, and I said, by the way, thank you for making, because he makes coffee every night so that in the morning when I wake up, there's coffee. And now that um, and you my, have no idea what a blessing that is, <laughs> I appreciate it more than anyone can ever know. It's just literally one of the one things I look for. It's it's what literally gets me out of bed. Right. It's like I know it's ready, and I know it's there. And all I <laughs> have, have to do is rise out of this bed and make yeah. myself over there. <laughs> it's what makes me get up on time to take people to school <laughs> and stuff. I told him, I said, I just want you to know, I really appreciate that you still make me coffee. I mean, he's been doing it for years. And I said, I just appreciate it so much because he leaves so early and he makes sure it's ready before he goes to bed every single night. And he hates it when he travels because he can't make it. And Aww. I'm like, I really, I really appreciate That's it. Literally so and he sweet. said, he go, and this is what he said. He goes, I will for the rest of my life, no matter what, nothing will stop me. I will always make you coffee every day. And I said, that is the most romantic thing you've ever said to me. He said, right. I will get a walker and I will walk myself over there if I will scroll to the counter. And I said, okay, okay. Oh my God. That is so amazing. I said, that is, that so is the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Honestly. Oh my God. You're so lucky. Yes. So I'm like, well, all right. So maybe he is the pick of the litter. He is. <laughs> no, I don't know. So anyway. How you managed, I don't know, but yeah. How I managed it? I mean, honestly, you know what? But I feel like Daryl... <laughs> Daryl, you know I love you, bro, but I, I feel like Daryl was really a work in progress. Like, he started out, if you have a good base, then everything else works out. I'm trying to quote the everything money, else I'm doing a terrible fixed. job. Yes, thank you. I love you. that movie. Two weeks. So Daryl was a really, it was a good base. <laughs> I think you just b helped to build him to the man he is today. I agree. He he definitely did not come out of the box the way he is today. Right. It's for sure. So. And a lot of it is because I don't tolerate much. Right. But he also, you know. But, it, but it's a learning process. Marriage is definitely, you know, when they say it's a job or it's work or whatever, that there couldn't be a true it's statement. It's true. Well, even long-term relationships, married right. or not, you know, bonds, unions, whatever. Well, in, you, these, you, in this day and age, marriage, I mean, what is what is marriage? Like, nobody really, marriage. it doesn't even matter what it is. It's just, no. if you're in a long-term relationship, then. Right. Right. There, there's a, it, labeled marriage. It doesn't. And there's a lot of work that goes into it. A lot of compromise, which I'm not good at, by the way, at all. But, <laughs> you know, I don't like not getting my way. For example, last no. night we went we went to see Jurassic World, the new Jurassic right. Park movie. And I really wanted to take my son because I took him to his first Jurassic Park movie and he's in his 20s now and he was just having none of it. He didn't want to go like he wasn't interested or he just didn't want to go with you. 
He didn't want to go with me. He had other plans, which is fine. You know what? I keep forgetting that. Well, I'm... it was Friday night. Hello. I know. And, you know, everyone has plans now in my house. And so it's weird. I'm like, come on, don't you want to go to the movies with your parents? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm like, all right, fine. That's we're weird. so cool. <laughs> I think we're cool parents. No, they don't care if we're cool or not cool. They do not care. And I have to say that if this was my child, if this was my daughter, she would totally go. <laughs> like, Lauren is... The oldest yeah. young person I've ever known in my life. She's she's an old soul. She's like um, Paula's son, Ryan. Exactly. Ryan's an old, he's like an old man. He really <laughs> is. He's such a, a mature young fellow. I, I know. <laughs> so True. anyway, so we decided to go. Now, everything was sold out because it opened yesterday. Right. And so we got tickets for the 10 o'clock show. Cool. And which I, you know, it I was, love I mean, going I'm to a, the movies that time of night. It's awesome. Yes. And the, you know, then it's like mostly adults and couples and, you know, it's very, you know, never. I mean, I expected it to be crowded because yeah. everything else was sold out, but I expected it to be a more mature audience. 10 p.m. on a yeah, Friday yeah. night. I mean, so he bought the tickets and I said, you know, we should probably leave at like 830, 845, because although 10 o'clock, I mean, I can keep myself busy for an hour at a movie theater. I mean, that's oh, yeah. not hard to do at all, especially with phones now. And right. so I said, well, and he's like, no, 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 we, we can leave at like 915. I'm like, all right. So <clears throat> we leave at 915. Not only, okay, this is when I know that I'm like hormonal because I can't, I literally, it will ruin my evening. <laughs> we get out. We're going down Sunrise Boulevard, and there's two ways to get from our house. There's two ways to get to the movie theater. You can go down Madison, which is my preferred route because it's closer. Or you can go all the way down Sunrise and make a left onto Greenback, which is what Daryl chose to do. Oh, okay. Right, right. Daryl decided to go all the way down to Greenback Lane. And (laughs) so we passed. And this extra three minutes just literally made you insane. Greenback Lane is a hellhole. It is the worst (laughs) road ever. And so. It's because it's old. And it's so. We went in a huge circle. And the thing is, is when I am feeling this way, I let nothing go and I can't let it go. And I can feel myself turning into a volcano in the car. And I'm like, I'm not going to let this ruin the movie because I really want to see this movie. I'm the one that wanted to see it, but I'm furious right now. So on top of it, he drives like an old man and I can't stand it. Now, I'm not saying you have to be aggressive, but slowing down at yellow lights is on purpose and it makes me (laughs) furious. Okay. I could never. Yes. You know what? This brings back memories of the last time I drove with you and why I thought I was going to die. So I, I get it. And, now, okay. and, I dri- and I live with someone who drives like you're describing. You wish he would drive. And it makes me effing insane. It literally makes me insane. How rude is it when you're in a parking lot and there is a, there is a pedestrian, a parking lot, by, by the way, where there's like a million people, Target Greatland, this huge effing target that we have here, where there's like 6,000 people going into it at any given time, <laughs> and he will pull up to the, the family with the small children that are getting ready to cross the parking lot to get into the Target store, and stop yes. his bumper right at their feet and be like, go, what? Oh. And they're looking at him like, are you going to oh, run no. us over? And I'm like, God, you're an asshole. I hate it when you do that. <laughs> Give the people a car length so that they don't think they're going to die. You know, they're scooping Let up their kids like, wait, 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 this idiot's not going to stop. I'm like, that's you every time, literally, every oh, he stops he stops at the crosswalk line Not barely with his tires over oh, it geez. like go and, and then like, he's looking at them like, what is your problem? Walk. I think it's so rude. Like, it <laughs> literally makes me crazy. Ugh. Okay, well, yeah, that is that is bad. I don't do that. But That's just one it example. Also, it also depends on the day. I mean, I've gone through those parking lots, and I'll see the two waddly couple, 
you know, the, the Humpty Dumpty's walking <laughs> and I'll be like, you know what? I can totally outrun you. And I so I'll go. Well, I mean, yes. I'm, if you have a And decent... then they look at me like, hey, and I'm like, I'm not sitting here for 30 minutes while you waddle <laughs> on through. I've got places to go. I've and got you know where they're going. See. Directly to the Starbucks for their double vanilla latte. caramelito. Frappuccino, mocha paca. Do you want whipped cream? Yes, we'll take double whip each. Of course we do. Do you even have to ask? Right? Oh extra caramel sauce. Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Can we have a shot on the side? Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's like, oh, you're having a banana split for breakfast. Okay. <laughs> One of the best ways to feel pretty at any moment is to master the ugly truth lip and clip. To do that, the Uggs know you have to have the right stuff and be ready for anything. So get yourself inside the Ugly Mall at UglyTruth.com and click on our Avon link to shop for high-quality makeup and beauty supplies. Every time you buy something, you'll be helping out the show. So thanks. And now back to the Ugly Truth. Here it is, a groove slightly transformed. Just a bit of a break from the norm. Just a little something to break the monotony. Okay, so anyway, so we're going down. And so I said, why didn't you turn down Madison? He goes, because the light was green. And I said, okay, listen. Oh, and by the way, that's my Daryl voice whenever, just so you know, I do that. <laughs> so the light was okay. green. And I'm like, <sighs> So now, and I said, it's just going to take us way longer. It took us 25 minutes to get to the theater when it should have taken us like seven minutes. So we pull into the theater. It is slammed. I mean, it is wall-to-wall cars, Uh-oh. people everywhere. Now, it's like, you know, we have like 15 minutes before. Yeah. Yeah, it's late. And it's like we have 15 minutes. So we walk in because we do the little digital thing. And I'm standing there and I'm looking at this long snake of people long snake it goes from the entrance to into the theater all the way around the theater around the concession stand oh, all the way down the, the hallway on the other side of the theater and i'm looking at this and now i'm heated because i know that even though it may not have made a humongous difference if we had been 10 minutes early if we had left at 8 30 like i thought we should have we would be at the front of the line it wouldn't even matter yeah i don't know if you're this way but i have this entitlement issue when it comes to things like lines like you shouldn't have to stand in the back i I don't think that it's appropriate for me to have to be in any line whatsoever, first of all. And I'm literally sitting there going, there should be a VIP line for people. There should be a line for people who are willing to throw money at the problem that where they yeah. don't have to stand with the dirty unwashed. So now I'm now I'm angry. So he goes up to the front just to make double sure because he knows I'm going to make a mask. Oh, he already see. knows you're mad anyway because A, you guys didn't leave early. Now he's realizing that that was a huge mistake. And B, he went down Greenback. Oh my God. Right. And so he woes up to make double sure that this is the 10 o'clock line. Yes, it is. All right. So I start walking and there we are. We are the very last people oh. in line for this movie. And now Shit. I am like a volcano. Well, because now you're thinking, well, we're going to have the worst seats. We're, we're going to be, be sitting in the front row. <laughs> and that is the worst I hate it. And I'm like, well, now I'm going to have to go see the movie again because because I'm going to be mad the entire two hours as I sit here looking up the entire time. Feeling nauseous. Like I want to throw up because we're so close. (sighs) Yes. And so we walk into the Oh my God, I'm about to die. (laughs) So the line starts to move. And here's the other thing. There are a ton of little children, not just 10 year olds. There's like... Olivia age children, five and six year olds, 
tons of them. I know. Oh, God, like, people what? are such jerks. Who does that? That's whatever. I mean, I get wanting to see it, but it's opening night. This thing's going to be running until August. Right. It's going to be one of the biggest movies of the year. It's going to be out on video or DVD in like October because they're going to make as much money as they can on this film. So it's not like there's going to be lost opportunities. Right. You're going to be able to see it. But, you know, they, they are like, nope. We're not going to let our children change our lifestyle. We are going to this 10 o'clock movie to see this movie. Right. And, you know, like I said, I'm a bit off right yeah. now. I'm very emotional and, and everything makes me mad or happy. There's no in between. And so we're waiting in line. So, of course, we're not speaking. And somebody spilled their soda and I stepped right in Shit. it in my sandals. Mm-hmm. Is that your and ugly so and awkward moment as well? No, we'll we'll get to that. <laughs> um, so I, now my now my shoes are sticky, and of course I'm thinking, oh, you know, God. don't they know that I don't belong in this line? I mean, I get this. What's funny, Stephanie? I swear to God, I don't know where this comes. Well, I know where it comes from actually, but. I don't understand myself when I get this way. I am so offended that I am in line with other people. And well, I'm like, where does that come? Why, do, why does this come out? Well, I mean, I think it's inbred in us, but I also think that. Our mother is just you, like. <laughs> I know. But you have gotten a bit accommodated to having a husband who has connections. <laughs> you, nor- you guys don't do a lot of stuff that normal people get to do. Seriously, like who goes to the iHeartRadio Las Vegas show and has VIP True. tickets? Very and few. rubbing shoulders with celebrities, and you're just like a normal person. Like, but you were there. I am a normal person. Yeah, I mean, I mean you're literally is- like a normal person that has these exclusive events that you get to go to and stuff and it's awesome but well it is awesome but it, what's funny is that it's been like this for a long time i mean even right. before which like, is when why I you can't the... stand in line at the movie theater with the families <sighs> i freaking went to social security a Ugh. couple of years ago Hi. i had to go because um mackenzie needed a new social security card oh, she was right, right, 17 right. yeah this was a long time this was long before the vip crap right i walk in and they're like you have to take your boots <laughs> off and i'm like do you even know who i am you have to and take your like, what off my boots because there's a security you have to go through like the freaking oh. tsa check when you go to social security right. they i didn't have money there what the hell would you possibly okay whatever anyway i have no idea that's how but long I it's been in. since i've been there yes and i walked in and they're like well you have to take your boots off and i was wearing my riding boots and i'm like and i look at him and i said you've got to be kidding and they said no you just you have to remove your shoes da, da, da. and i said okay these are right like these people give two fucks what i what i what i'm saying and i'm like okay I don't think you understand. I am wearing riding boots. I have to lay down to put these on. They're like, we don't care. And I said, do you have any, I said this, Stephanie, I swear to God, I said this. I go, do you have any idea who I am? (laughs) You did not say that. I did. I was so angry. I said, I did. And I'm like, I'm not even anyone. That's the thing. I'm nobody. And that's, and, and even back then I was no one and I'm no one now. But even back then I was like, do you You are in your own mind? They're like, we don't really care. And I said, oh, do you have a chair for me? And I was so outraged that they would make me remove my shoes that they gave me, they gave me their office chair. And I you said, don't behave this way at the airport, do you? No. Are you kidding? I don't want to get arrested. Well, absolutely not. I'm just saying you're at social security. I mean... Okay, listen, at the airport, I'm smart enough to wear shoes that I can take off and put back on immediately. Well, I don't, you know, I'm prepared. But who knew that the Social Security office of all places was like yeah. freaking Fort Knox? I had no idea. Yeah, I never would have guessed that in a million years. Yeah. It was so embarrassing. So finally, I had, I, I removed them. And of course, Kenzie is beside herself. She is hysterical. She thinks it's so funny that I think that I'm above the rules that, <laughs> that she's just like mother. And I'm like, shut up. Do it. So I take your shoes off. Did you have socks on? 
Yes, of course. But then I had to go in the corner of the social security office and put my boots back on. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't have to go back. To, no, you couldn't go back out to the car because they'd make you do it again, right? Yeah, there, it was a no-win situation. So anyway, <laughs> the point is, is I'm standing there in this movie line going, I am outraged. I am furious. Oh my Why God. are we in the phone line? I don't say this to people. I say it in my mind. This mm. is in my brain no, when I'm saying these things. But the thing is, is that I don't think I'm alone. I think that we all think that in our brain. Well, I am not alone. You you know what my job is. I can't even describe to you the situations <laughs> and the scenarios that I have had to have discussion with people and how difficult that can be when you're mm. having, when you're as judgmental as a person as I am. Sure. And you have to talk to people who you would never know if you weren't in this position of having this job. I always find it ironic, the careers that we all end up in, like when I did customer service. I mean, that's essentially being nice to people for money. Yeah. It's literally the worst job that someone like me can have. Second, Paula being in HR and then you being in the, in the role that you are. It's like, how do we fall into these? And I will, I will tell you why I think it is. We are hateful bitches, but we're really not. That's the thing right. is that we're, we're, we're honest, but we're, we're actually very kind hearted. Believe it. I think we're, we're very, very kind people and we do feel for others. <laughs> we love ourselves. Believe. People do you hear this. That's what I'm ultimately <laughs> how... saying is we are fantastic. We are the best people we ever. We are smarter than all of you. <laughs> <laughs> we are kinder than anyone. You are lucky that we're in this world and that we tolerate you people. That is pretty Just much be... what we're saying. AKA, you are blessed. Yes. You're welcome. <laughs> anyway, so we go to the movies, we get in, we sit down now. It is filling up very quickly. And yeah. Daryl's like, well, where do you want to sit? And I'm like, I don't really care where we sit, but you better find something or we're not getting anything. And then you're dead. <laughs> so he goes up, he finds two seats and they're decent seats. You know what? So... I feel so sorry for Daryl in this moment because I know he's like panicked and he's <laughs> desperately trying to salvage what he thinks is all his fault, even though he really didn't do anything wrong. He did nothing wrong. He didn't. And But he's like, no. oh my God, I have to make this right as quick as possible. <laughs> God, does anyone have any vodka in here? We can spike my wife's drink. He has been dealing with me for so long that he knows the level of hell that I'm <laughs> going to put him through. This was mild compared. You know, he knew that it's like, all I have to do is get her sitting in a decent seat. She'll be quiet. She'll leave me alone and, and we can move on with our lives. And soon she will be enthralled with the movie and all will be well in the world. As soon as she'll be going down memory lane with the dinosaurs and we'll be good. Midway through, he gave me a kiss and I'm like, all right, fine. You're forgiven. We're back on track. <laughs> Track. It's like your dog comes and licks you on the hand. It's like, is it okay? <laughs> yes. It's like, are you going to I shit me? in the house? <laughs> I shit in the house. Have I been forgiven yet? Fine, you may lick me. <laughs> That's it's horrible. So sad. All right. Well, anyway. Anyway, so on to television. You and I chit chatted a bit. I will be honest. I watched Orange Is the New Black episode one this morning because <laughs> I was home so late last night, but I did watch it. Did you watch it? I'm trying to think if I watched it this morning or last night. I can't remember. I just remember that I watched it. I blew through it. What'd you think? I was underwhelmed, but I, I'm willing to concede that this was the first episode. It's been a long time since the last season. And it I think has. what they were trying to do was remind us of who the characters were again. Yes. Now, I will say that I actually read the book, Orange is the New Black. Oh, really? I, I didn't. Yes. I finished it about a month ago. I read the whole thing. And I will say that they have taken a very mild experience and turned it into an incredible show with a lot of drama. And so 
the the woman Piper, her experiences were not nearly as dramatic as right. they are on the show. Obviously, it would be very boring. The other thing that's really interesting, and I'm I'm not surprised, is that now Piper Kerman, who is the executive producer of Orange Is the New Black, was also the author and the prisoner that this whole show was based on. Right. She only served like eleven, eight or nine months I, in prison. I think it was like fifteen months, but either way, no. It, she she got out early. Oh, she, okay. She completed. They 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 released her early, so. She's going to have to get out eventually. I mean, right. they can't keep her in the in prison for much longer. Well, they and said so, in the beginning of the, the first season, it, I think they said her sentence was 15, I want to say a year and a half, something like that. Yeah, and maybe it will be, but the reality, and you know what, in like, in the show, she ends up going into solitary and all of that. Yes. And she didn't at all in the in real life. She never went to solitary confinement. So that may be right. how they're justifying her being there for the full 15 months as she had some bad behavior. But what I did notice is they're really trying to fade her out a bit. And they're focusing on the other people that are there for like five and six years because ultimately Piper's going to get out. And right. so she, if they did that, the, and the show would have to end, right? But I don't think they're going to do that. I think she's going to release... And then they'll focus on, if they choose to continue with the show, they'll be able to focus on all these other amazing women, these actresses. And so I think that's And they are amazing, but I really hope that they don't kill this show for the sake of the of the dollar because it's obviously been a huge success and yeah i mean it's a driving factor because of the fact that it's been so incredibly successful so mm-hmm. i feel like some of these high paid actresses that they're having in here that that mm. that was almost the vibe that I got from the gate with that that this last episode, this first episode, I should say, of season mm-hmm. three, was like they were, and this this tends to happen when they get huge success. They just imbe- everything that they had before, which made it so great, they do it like ten times be- bigger than it was. Right, and that doesn't necessarily make it better. It doesn't make it better to me. Now it's just a yeah. bunch of really beautiful actresses, you know, doing what they do, and it's just right. not realistic. And so I already feel right. like they're losing some of the edge that they had. I will say that I love I I God I love Natasha Leone and I love Big Boo. I don't know what her name is, but she's the big. <laughs> Bit butchy woman. Yes, she is so she's, freaking funny. She's amazing. Like as an actress, she's, she's my favorite. Great. She's so believable. She's, I love her. <laughs> I love. And her she was so a bad. great little evil clown. Spoiler alert! Like if you guys haven't seen it or whatever, there's <laughs> there's the, the whole episode is based on Mother's Day at the prison. It was a Mother's Day festival. Now I will say in the book. They, dis- they discuss when Mother's Day comes, and they do this festival for all the moms, and they set yeah. up all these games and everything. But actually, it's very, very sad because right. these mothers are, like, clinging to every second yeah. they have with their children. Well, it was kind of sad in that regard. Like, for me, I'm watching this festival, and they kind of do bring that home because they show how, you know, everything is so barbaric you know like they have a pinata mm-hmm. with no candy in it and I know, they got it on so the sad. rack you know yeah and they I make know. their own toys and prizes and and i'm sure that's how it really is when you're in prison but yeah as bad as i feel when i'm watching these things at the same time i'm thinking in reality for people who are really in prison who real mothers who are in prison mm-hmm. you know it's like i feel i have empathy for the children but i i just it makes me angry with the mother it's like well what the freak yeah. are you thinking that you why did you put so much? Why did you put yourself in that position? And it's not even you that I feel sorry I for. It's your child who doesn't have you now. That's true, and I think that's kind of why I like the show so much because yeah. it's like you do feel you feel bad for like there's a there's a really poignant scene where the father of one of these children has decided not to return uh, because the baby's growing up and they right. don't want he doesn't want her to think that this is the way life is, and it's heart wrenching. It is gut wrenching. And then I'm looking, going, it is all of those things. But what the hell did you do to get yourself in this position? 
situation where you have right. to be separated from your infant. Exactly. It's really weird, but it's good. But uh, speaking of the guy, the the father of the pregnant girl, his yes. he's an actor. His name is Matt McGorry. I find him so incredibly hot. I don't know why. Really? I know. And and to and I so it, interesting. It's been like a closet thing. Like I wouldn't admit it. But now <laughs> they E did a little spread on him, and okay. he is. He he's like a workout freak. Oh, he's adorable. Yes. He is so adorable. I bet he has an amazing body. You have to look him up on the E. They wrote a, an article about him oh, uh, yesterday. Yeah, you know what? With he his definitely clothes is off and oh my he's, god. <laughs> he's definitely someone I can see one of us dating. He is for sure gorgeous. Yeah. Yes, he's very cute and he looks good this season. He does look good. He looks really good this season. I love him in those white uniforms. <laughs> That was I, really you know nice. what? I didn't used to think I had like a thing for men in uniforms, and I and I kind of don't. It really depends because if you're ugly in a uniform, it's it a doesn't matter to me. Yeah, nah. But I, I think it's something about their character of somebody who's willing to yes. do that kind of thing. Yeah, that that's what I like. <laughs> be yeah. a be a prison guard. <laughs> well, I mean, prison guard. I don't know. You know what? God bless you for I, what you do, people oh, that yeah. do that job. But <laughs> yeah. So the thing is, is that with Orange is the New Black, the last season that I watched, I was obsessed. I probably yes. watched. I did not stop watching that show continuously. I watched as many as I could in one sitting. I did too. I totally binge watched. I, I don't feel this way yet. No. So I'm hoping that as it gets better, that I will feel the need to continue to watch. Well, I mean, for me, it might have just been that I had burned out because I literally watched House of Cards season three mm-hmm. in a weekend. I watched it in two oh, days. Wow, you watched all the episodes. Stop. Like I could not stop. Yeah. <laughs> Daryl calls it the updated Golden Girls. I did finish watching Grace and Frankie. Oh, I haven't started you, that yet. I don't have enough time for all of these. Yeah. I know. I know. But luckily with Netflix is that you, right. you don't get need to, to have the time. You can get to it eventually. Yeah. I think it's um twelve or thirteen episodes, but they're they go so fast funny, that huh? you're just, and I mean, it's all good people. The the husbands are Sam Waterston and Martin Sheen, for God's sake. And oh, then I love it's Martin Sheen. God, I haven't seen him anything in forever. And he plays a gay man and he does it so well. And not in a, <laughs> not in a, not in an uncomfortable way. Like it's legit. It's like you so, really believe him. Yeah. It's so well done. I mean, it, it it's not a caricature of gay men. It right. is real. It feels like authentic. Uh-huh. I mean. You know what I'm saying. So anyway, like they, these straight men are, were never straight and they fell in love with each other and their wives are like, what the hell? Right. You know, I mean, it's very, but it's so funny. So I, I strongly encourage you to watch. I will watch that one. Yes. I will put that one on my list. You should. Okay. So now I swore, I swore I was through with reality television and then the Real Housewives of Completely? Orange County. Well, for now, I'm just so burned out. The Kardashians have just killed my buzz for reality TV. But the Real Housewives of Orange County recorded on my DVR because I'd forgotten I'd set up the recording long ago. And I went looking online or looking on my saved DVR programs to see if there was anything that I wanted to watch. And I'm like, wait a minute. Orange (laughs) County started? And it's brand new. And it's brand new. And so I pressed play. Now, I know you haven't really seen anything, so I'm going to give you just the, the rundown. There's a new wife. She's like an infant, and she's married to someone 20, 15 years older than her. Who is she? Her last name is Edmonds. Is she married to um, Babyface? She's married to Jim Edmonds. No, he's an ex-baseball player. I didn't see the husband. I just saw her, and I was trying to figure no, out who she was. No, and he's kind of a, you know, he's just a, your typical retired baseball player. He looks like a, you know, douchebag guy. Yeah. And they have way too much money, and she's actually closer in age to his first daughter than to him. 
it's just you know and their, their marriage already looks like crap i don't know you know we'll see but it's your she's you know she's a stick and she's blonde and you know tons of money and doesn't have to do anything anymore because she's married to a really really rich dude and she's right. like, I swore I would never marry a man with the, with with children, and I swore I'd never marry someone seven years randomly seven years older than me, and he's fourteen years older than me, and I swore I would never marry an athlete, and he's a professional athlete, and I'm like, oh god, I already hate you so because bad. Because you had standards. All he had to do was have a bank account, honey. You I know mean, what? If my standards were, I swear I don't want to marry anybody who only seven has two million dollars, then <laughs> you know, I mean, it's so break. retarded. So anyway, we'll. We'll see. I think she's going to irritate some people very quickly because she's well, so she's stupid. young. They don't like the young she ones. She is young. She's she might be thirty. I think that would be pushing it. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so I su- strongly suggest you check it out and let me know I what you shall, think. I shall. Uh, Heather Dubrow is ridiculously wealthy and arrogant, and I love her for it. I just I, love- why do you love her? Like I just do not get it because I I swear to God I couldn't loathe somebody more than I loathe Heather Dubrow. Really. I hate her. Like, I want to beat her up. That's how much I hate her. <laughs> Do you like, like her I husband? literally have envisioned myself punching her in her head. Do you like her husband, Mr. Dubrow? You know why I don't like him? Because he's <gasps> pussy whipped. And oh, I don't really? like a man who's pussy whipped. It drives me insane. I will tell you why I don't hate her as much as many do. Because I know a lot of people aren't Team Heather at all. Is <laughs> because she was with her husband. They were together when they didn't have the kind of money they have now. They right. built their empire together. That alone is enough for me to respect the fact that they're still married and yeah. they have this gaggle of children. It's, She's, not a, it's not a sham. Yeah. It's not a sham. She's incredibly pretentious. She is. She definitely likes to shove her wealth as a status to people, which I think is inappropriate. I, I would mean, never and my do thing that. is like, how wealthy are they? Like, I, I, I mean, I guess know. because I've I... known wealthy people and I feel like right. I recognize the ones who are truly, truly wealthy. They don't have to show it off. They don't. I mean, no, they're, they're, they're very fabulously humble. wealthy. You can tell by their homes and stuff like that and right. like the way they travel and stuff. But when you speak to them, like if you're not in their world, if you're not at their house and you're just somewhere else, you, yes. you wouldn't necessarily assume that they're as wealthy right. as they are versus the people who are on the edge, which I've known a lot of. Yes. It's all about money and who That's they true. know and, and what they have. I would love to be able to say that, you know, producer Deb and I built an empire <laughs> and that we have millions of dollars right. and that our children won't be able to spend all the money that we've made. Right. But I would never utilize my financial gain to raise my status right. or anything. I can't imagine. I would just that. still be me, but with money. Me too. Well, yeah. except I would throw more princess fits at the lines in the movies. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, I need someone to carry me over this puddle of Sprite. You know what? You would literally have to build a movie theater in your house and oh, then just God. have them send you the reel so you could watch it in your own home. I'd be like, would... hi, Uggs. I just want to let you know that Steven Spielberg's coming over tonight to air his new <laughs> film. So if you could be over by seven, that'd be fabulous. Well, no. Or Daryl got a copy, you know, and we're going to have a little thing on Saturday and come <laughs> you on over. Love the Spielbergs. You'll just love yeah. them. <laughs> if you just can't handle only getting your ugly truth one time a week, make sure to hang out with the Uggs on their social networks. Visit UglyTruth.com and click on the Facebook and Twitter buttons to friend and follow the show. Or search for us on Facebook and Twitter. And now, back to the truth. Sorrow, and please don't cry. 
out of time, so I want to do a couple. Okay. I want to talk about a couple of things. We're gonna have to talk about the girl who pretends she's black because what's her name? Um, Rachel Dolezal. Yeah, what a weird story that is. Okay, so what's funny is that she's been doing this for a while. This is the well, I don't know if she is by the time this comes out, she may not be, but she is currently the president of the NAACP. Yes, in Seattle, Washington. It's the chapter there. Right. She has made speeches about how she has fought the fight and how she has suffered with her brothers and sisters as a black woman. And now her, and let's be honest, they're trashy looking. Her white parents are saying she's Caucasian. We don't know what she's doing. Yeah. I don't even know how this came out or how this became a story or why they're calling her on it. But this journalist was interviewing her about the work she's doing. And he said, are you black? And she just sat there for like. 10 seconds and looking around she's like i don't understand the question that's what you she don't said. understand i don't that's understand what she said. if i'm black i don't understand I don't the question know. and here she is standing here super tan with an afro and well, she's like i don't yeah i don't understand the question and then ultimately she leaves and does the peace sign and walks out are you serious it's kind of like when jessica simpson's sister ashley was out on saturday night live and the <laughs> lip syncing came up so and she awesome. just yeah. started doing the like the hoedown dance because she didn't know what else to do with herself it reminds me of the scene in dirty dancing when they're dancing and she doesn't do the lift and she starts doing the little sun thing yeah that's exactly like, what, what do i do like, what do i do i just do I'm the just sun thing Apparently, it's called passing, and it's very uncommon for Caucasians to necessarily pass as an African-American, but it's not uncommon. I have seen, and you have too, how many people emulate Mexicans or, you know, or emulate a culture. Yeah. And part of it is is who you um, associate, who's in your life. Yeah. Who you grew up with, what neighborhoods you're in. If you relate to a you know, a culture. I mean, right. I mean, let's, I, we know a lot of people who emulate the Latin or Mexican culture, whether it's yes. gangs or otherwise, mm-hmm. especially when you're young and you're trying to figure out your identity. Right. This girl, I think at some point in her late teens, somehow be started to identify with the black culture. Right. And I don't know. A lot of people are wondering if she's a little crazy. Which I think she well, might be. Well, I mean, to me, there's like, I don't, I, why doesn't she just not say that, yeah, I'm white, but this is me. What difference does it make how I dress or who I associate with or how I act? I agree. And I, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all, but to be I would, with But you. to lie straight up and be like, I'm black when you're not. <laughs> Which she had done for a long and she, time. And it wouldn't even matter what. It'd be like her saying, well, I'm Japanese, you know, and walking around <laughs> in geishas and stuff, but she's white. It would just be weird. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It doesn't matter. But I read I read something on Twitter which made me laugh out loud, and they said, "Has anybody spoken to her dresser, her hairdresser? Because they know the truth, <laughs> right? Because they would know Word. if she was black or not. She's she, not. If her you hair. Look at her, it's pretty obvious to well, me. I don't know what she's doing. I I mean." I don't think there's anything wrong with being in love with the culture and you really no, wanting to embrace it and, and really loving it. There, there's so many beautiful things about different oh cultures. Oh my gosh, totally. I get but, it. But I just, but the other thing is that she's rejecting her family for no, well, according to them, for no other reason other than that they're Caucasian. And she just absolutely does not want to be identified as Caucasian. And I think that's really crappy if that's true. Well, not only that, but what if they're racist or something? We don't even know why she, well, maybe they why are, she but then come them. out and say it, you know, just be like, hey, look, I'm not, you know, if you're going to be in the public eye, I'm, it's not because my family is white it's because they're jerks and i have my reasons and that's it so i think the the problem is is that first of all the naacp is pseudo standing by her right. because she has done some good work the problem really that good people, work 
the problem that people are having is that she has lied about being black and yes, you can't and really that do that, you know? And the thing is, is that I looked at her face and I'm like, well, she looks white to me. She looks white. I can't believe no one's questioned her. Or what about, has she never had a lover? And why is I that mean, shameful? Like, well, who cares? I mean, You're my white. God. I mean, is it, I don't know. I mean, you could really go down a road, but it, anyway, right. I mean, I kind of feel bad for her because I, she clearly has rejected her past for a reason, but right. to, to completely convince yourself and others that you are black when you're not that's kind of strange to me i think she has a little a few issues there but it's so funny and it's sad too because what if she does have some mental problems (laughs) i just don't even know i don't know i feel bad for i actually i actually feel for her i don't i don't know i don't think she's doing anything to be racist or anything like that it's just she got caught up in a lie that she's been living for a very long time right (laughs) right right here's who else i feel bad for John Stamos. You feel bad for him? Why? Do you know what? <laughs> I don't feel bad I'm for John serious. Stamos. He like got who? Drunk. Everybody has gotten a DUI. Like not everybody. I've never I gotten haven't. one. Thank God. I know you haven't either. But no. I'm just saying. Like we all know someone. Celebrities are not immune. I swear to God. I mean, you can name a handful of them off the top of my head who've had DUIs recently. Have mercy. They've all done them. I know. No, just... John Stamos. Well, here's what was really funny. I think he's, they said he's 51. He was driving. There was several calls of about yes, uh, he was an, driving erratic, with a fool. an erratic driver. He was pulled over. He admitted who he was. They gave him, they saw his ID. So they gave him a little bit of a benefit of the doubt. They took him to the hospital first to make sure that he wasn't crazy. He never went to jail. He like didn't. He literally, he never, no, they never let him. They cited him at the hospital and they released him into the custody of the hospital. I did not know that. And the only reason why there was nothing wrong with him, he was no, drunk not. and they didn't, he didn't want to go course. to jail. I know. Well, he was cited with a DUI, which is still a big deal. It's so still, yeah, he got the same offense. The only difference is because of who he is, he didn't actually have to go to the jail. Well, either that or he was just puking up his guts and they couldn't take him anywhere. Maybe it's but possible. They do it with other homeless people and the like you know what and that never even crossed my mind about picking someone up for drunk driving and having the vomit in the back of your car those people are yeah no it probably happens all the time (laughs) i had to sign a waiver when i got my job that said that i agree that i may come in contact with communicable diseases and body (gasps) fluids gross so i can only imagine what law enforcement officers have to go through when they're detaining somebody who is yeah oh my god they must go through so many latex gloves honestly yeah and i mean i'm sure they put their own health at risk time and time again (sighs) well all right well i think it's time for our ugly and awkward moment of the week All right. Um, normally, normally you or Paula would go first, but I'm going to go first this week. I would consider myself very thorough when it comes to posting any kind of news-related item on social media. I double-check my resources. I never post something that I think is just rumor or hearsay. For example, when Caitlyn Jenner was transitioning... I and they said, you know, she's going to be on D- Diane Sawyer, blah blah blah. I'm like, I am not saying anything until it's actually been announced because you just By a reliable never know. Source. Yeah. You just never, never know. These are all rumors. And Paula's like, oh no, 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 no. I said, yeah. you know what? You're probably right. 
and I my, I believe that, but I'm not posting anything on my own accord until I know for sure it's a fact. Well, the three of us are like bloodhounds when it comes to rumor and innuendo. I, I think we pretty much know what something's going to play out, but we're just not willing to risk I don't our reputation risk. until something right. solid comes through. I am not risking my reputation. So, <laughs> the other day, like a moron, I read a news article that someone... I, someone I know posted. I don't even remember who it was. It doesn't even matter. And I went, wow, Rue McClanahan died. The, the what golden- the hell? You fell for that. Shut up. Let me finish saying my story. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is an awkward moment. <laughs> so I was like, wow. And I went, wait a minute. Didn't she die already? Which, Which is so sad. <laughs> and so I'm like, because I thought that Betty White was the only golden girl left. I thought everyone else had died. And so I'm like. Well, so I click the link and I read the article and it said she died. And I'm like, well, maybe she, maybe I was mistaken. Maybe she had had a stroke and didn't die. And now she finally croaked. (laughs) So like an idiot, I artistically put together a post. Oh my glob. I did a golden girls quote. I said, I loved Blanche. I went through the whole thing. Hashtag golden girls posted the article link. And someone, thank God, my friend Chris, who always relies on me to post when someone dies in Hollywood, mm-hmm. goes, didn't she die already? And I went, what? So you did so post it? I posted it. Oh, that sucks. I clicked on the link and I read it. It was like from 2010. And like, I went, I, hate I myself. am an idiot. <laughs> I was so angry at myself. You I'm like, I look like a moron. And well, so I think it's. That, that, is, that itself has gone viral. You know that, I, right? Yes. And so I deleted it immediately <laughs> and I private messaged him and I said, thank you so much. I'm such a moron. I never let that happen to me. What a fool I've been. That's lesson I'm learned. Yeah. I'm going to blame it on being tired or something. And so I'm like, thank you so much. And so I deleted it and I was like, I, no one else mentioned it because it probably went. I never saw it. So you must, oh, have, it must have been up for moments. Because it was I... up for like 10 minutes. And okay. so, but the thing is, is that enough people probably saw it and went, oh, dumb. Well, and no, so... not necessarily. Because the thing is, is I saw what I read. The article that I read was that her can, uh, continues to be reported dead every year since the year she died. And this has been going on for five years. Oh my and God. And people keep posting it as like a new event. And it, uh that part of it is gone. This is the part that's gone viral. <laughs> so and that's what I read. And I thought it was funny. I was like, wow, that's funny. Like certain celebrities get chosen yeah. to be, to die again every year. Right. So I'm mortified. And then, as you should be, no, God, Blanche Devereaux. <laughs> so it's like the ghost of Blanche. Right. And so the next day, someone had posted, isn't it funny these idiots think that, that Rupa Clanahan keeps dying? What, in, what morons? Uh, Don't they know how to fact check anything? And I'm like, fuck you. Somebody hey. on your Facebook put that? Yes. And so I said, you guys are so judgy. I hate you. And then my friend, <laughs> and then my friend goes, you're calling us judgy. You're an UG. <laughs> right? Are you kidding me right now? And I said, yes. "Hey, maybe one of us posted it. All right, I'm sensitive." <laughs> it was well, so you know funny. What? Hey, that that is that goes with the territory. When you're it as is. judgmental as us, you have to take it when you get every it once in a while. Shovel back in yes, your face. You will have to eat crow. Because oh yes, of something you said, and, and I did, and it's big crow. So anyway, that's my awkward moment. And I have never made a social faux pas. Oh, my God. I was so embarrassed. But yes, that is my ugly moment. Not to mention the fact that I'm not even talking about how clumsy I've been where I literally fell down going upstairs. How does one do that? Was it at home? You might ask. Yes. Oh, that's good. 
Yeah, Nobody I did. Now I have two bruises on my shins, two matching bruises on my shins for falling down. And Daryl's like, what's going on up there? I'm like, nothing. Absolutely nothing. Fine. I'm fine. You're in tears. You're like, ow. All right. What's yours? Go. So mine, mine is not necessarily something that I did. It wasn't, it wasn't my own. I didn't do it to myself. All right. Shockingly, which I usually do, but I happen to be a victim in this case. And it wasn't just me. I was a victim with the other two Uggs. Oh, Earlier this week, I had the privilege of having lunch with my sisters, mm-hmm. uh, Paula and Allison, which is not very common. It's rare. And we went to the place that I hate the most on the face of this planet, IHOP. <gasps> um, I absolutely hate that place. And Either that or Olive Garden. <laughs> These are two of Paula's favorite places. She does love IHOP. Oh, my God. And she loves I Olive hold Garden. it against her personally. <laughs> I don't know why she loves it there so bad. I wouldn't want to go there in a million You know years. what? I think it's like a tried and true thing. Like, I know it. I know it's on the menu. I'm just... Understood. However, to me, it is literally like going to McDonald's and paying three <laughs> times the price, <laughs> if not worse. For pancakes. So I, I went, I, you know, and of course I bitched the whole time. And then I realized how, what a selfish asshole I was being. I'm like, okay, just shut up and go. And I did. <laughs> of course. However, because how mean, dare you be, how dare you be in an IHOP Can't you just go places? with the flow, Stephanie? Jesus Christ, everybody else goes to IHOP and you have to sit here and bitch and complain about how much everything, because literally every single thing on the menu, whether you were ordering a bowl of fruit or the steak and potatoes dinner was $9.99. It did not matter. <laughs> and I was literally like, and, and yet. God, I could go on forever. Your like, point is, is it was like torture. Do you have any Bloody Marys here? Are there any mimosas <laughs> available? Yeah, no alcohol. Yes, that was horrible. Oh God, dry. So go ahead. The, the thing is, is I am I'm already having like the worst experience of my life silently <laughs> for the most part, and I I'm sitting there and you know when the, when all of us are together, even if even though you were missing, it's still quite loud. And oh yeah, we're all deaf, right? And everybody's talking, and so at that moment, you know the other people, you know the other the other two Uggs were chatting and and stuff, and I was looking at the menu. It was busy, and there was waitresses walking about delivering food, and okay. I smelled something that I thought was on the tray of the waitress that walked by me. And I was thinking, what did somebody order an ass sandwich? Like seriously, that was the worst smell of my life. And I, and it was one of those moments where you look up, like it was striking, like it caught your attention immediately. And did everyone else look at each other? Right. Not right away. And so I'm, I'm sitting there in silence, like I can't even order anything off the menu. Like I, whatever is bad. It was so bad. (gasps) So all of a sudden, Paula and I make eye contact (laughs) and she realizes that I have that look on my face. Like I'm just mortified. Like what the hell, you know? And and she looks around and I I don't know what it is about us, but it's like, we know, and we're like twins. Like we have that same, yes, we can tell when one another is thinking something and she smells, she sniffs. I see her nose go like a bunny rabbit. She's like, like what? Oh God. Oh God. And she was like, oh, we totally got crop dusted. (gasps) That's what she said. Someone farted by you. You just said the F word. Oh, yes. sorry. Someone the, crop dusted you? The waitress. And Paula has to proceed to go into graphic detail about not only did somebody crop dust us, but it was diarrhea. And she's oh sure they God. just came out of the bathroom and that they ate something. And she's going into graphic detail as she does because she loves to talk about things bodily. So the waitress had anal heaps. Fluid wise. Uh, I was at that point, I literally had I been with anybody else under different circumstances would have walked out without <gasps> a doubt in my mind. I did you guys, did you actually open your mouth and eat food there? 
I had to because oh I, I know I could already get the vibe from Paula. Like you're being an asshole. Can you just eat and get along with everybody else? You know, and I'm like, fine. <laughs> deal with the waitress farting and move on (laughs) so it was awkward it was ugly and very ugly i felt like a victim i felt violated that's the thing these things don't occur to others and if they do they they don't they don't pay mind to notice we can't can't let it go well yeah i couldn't even focus after that i was i would have been out of my mind i would have been like yeah i'll have the shit sandwich are you serving those today (laughs) well and of course me i'm ready to pinpoint it i'm like okay i know it was her she was the one that walked by at that precise moment and then i I really (laughs) wanted to confront her i was that angry i was that's disgusting. Like who and, and does that? Was there anyone like sitting behind you in a booth or anything? Well, I mean, it was the the restaurant was slammed, busy. But so it could have been anybody. We were downtown, and downtown Sacramento. A lot of these restaurants, even though they're chain restaurants, they occupy buildings that are old. This one is yes. no exception. It used to be the old Eppies, which is oh, I know exactly where that is. Right. So it shares oh. a little crappy motel parking lot. Mm-hmm. Oh it's my It's a very God. small IHOP. It's not. It's it's old. You know. We're, so where crackheads go to honeymoon. Uh, yes, there was yes. no. There was at least two homeless people. You know how there's the um, <laughs> the women who are homeless who wear like the brightest pink lipstick ever and they have full blown yes. makeup and yet they yes. look like they haven't taken a shower in two weeks. Oh God. Yeah. There was two of those in there having, I'll have coffee. And they sit there and probably have 60 cups of coffee and <laughs> their whole bill is a dollar ten. What a quaint little establishment that you found oh, yourself in. I was in. like, death come to me now, please, because this <laughs> is literally the worst thing okay, I've so, ever experienced. Okay, so I'm not the only one that sits around going, why am I enduring this? Do you know who I am? Right? <laughs> I know, but I did all of yeah. it. Yeah. Paula was so annoyed with me that day. She listen, was like, shut up. We you all pretentious, have snotty little moments. Bitch. Yeah, I know. I remember yes. one time Paula saying something about something about the gym. I can't remember specifically, but she was just like, how dare you expect me to do this? Do you know who I am? I am at the gym. I don't you do those things. She, in the same breath, when we leave this this restaurant, finally, I was like so thankful we were out of there. <laughs> like, we're walking to the car. Paula and I are literally, this is Paula. You know what? This is an ugly, awkward moment. Duh. Paula and I tried to get in someone else's car. <laughs> we thought it was her SUV. <laughs> Oh, we're trying to get in and Paula's like why won't the door open and then all of a sudden Paula looks at me she goes wait this isn't my car oh, God. and I was like oh my god we're not. Tra- we're trying to get in someone else's car and then she all of a sudden like panicked she starts looking around she's all Victor like god. she was going to start screaming help and I started laughing oh, I was like oh it's alright so I know where we funny. parked I just forgot for a moment so it was it was hilarious but I'm anyway I'm so glad someone's alarm didn't go off that would have been the I'm worst I'm sure whoever was inside watching us going look at these two fools trying to get in my car what else is new you're just lucky someone didn't trip and fall and skin their knee we started laughing it was hilarious afterwards we're as we're walking back to our car we're like oh my god seriously like that is, that is so, so funny. funny we're dorks well on that note i think it's time to wrap it up because Agreed. we could talk for hours about everything yes. and we didn't get to nearly anything we wanted well we got to something oh. so anyway well there's always next week well next uh, week i would like to discuss if anybody is interested um Brody Jenner is coming out with his own reality show. Did Brody, you see that? Yes. And I read an article today that I did. Okay. First of all, I didn't read the article. I read the headline, but it said that he likes threesomes. Him and his girlfriend like to do threesomes. I'm like, you are such a douche. He also talked about the, his first experience going down on a girl and how he said he would never do it again after that. 
I don't trust a man who doesn't perform oral sex. Well, he does perform oral sex, but he was just explaining that his very first experience was traumatizing. And well, what did he, he do? Have sex with life. some homeless lady or a prostitute or something? I don't know. He didn't say. It sounded like he was really young, like high school or whatever. But leave the adult activities to the adults, then. Well, you not stupid only idiot. that, but but uh, to be fair, oral sex. And I feel like this goes both ways, although I'm sure many men would disagree with me. Is is something that has to be prepared for. It shouldn't be impromptu. And if it's impromptu, no. it better not be after like a whole day of like hiking or having strenuous Ew. activity, and the next thing you know, you're Gross. getting eaten out. Okay, no. So no. maybe it was an impromptu thing and he thought it was gonna be great and it was just the girl didn't have a moment to prepare. <laughs> Well, God, give the, give the girl a wet nap or something. Jeez. <laughs> we should I all carry antibacterial wipes in our purses. But yeah. You know what? It's true. I mean, you know, impromptu oral, you just never know. Make sure you right. make, make sure a girl's prepared with a kit of some yes, kind. Yes, you have to be prepared. So anyway, so his whole show is going to be about, it's called Brody's Sex Adventures or something oh, like that. Oh, God. You know yeah. what? I'm, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. It's, it's a stretch. I'm struggling because I don't like him that much anyway because I think he's kind of a dick. But well, that will make me hate him, which will make me want to watch it, so I can hate him. <gasps> All right, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get us off on that, but yeah, no, I do want to. I'm, I'm curious to see about the Brody show, the Brody Jenner show. Ugh, Brody, what a name! All right, well, let's wrap it up. Let's call it a day. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks I for hope you're enjoying me. our new addition to our show. Is Miss Stephanie? She will be around much more, and I believe if rumor is to be true, Paula will be returning next week. I Yay. hope. Finally, I hopefully she's feeling she's feeling much much better. Good. So hopefully she says that she'll be back next week. And we obviously have a lot to talk about. So we love you, Ugg. We do Come love back you, soon. Ugg. We miss you. Yes, and we know that she's recovering. We know she's feeling better. And so next week it looks like she will be back yeah, to yeah, hope so. sit in. So that would be awesome. So if you are so inclined, because we uh, do not do stand up comedy, nor do we make money making movies, <laughs> if you would like to click through our Amazon page, you can go to the Ugly Truth website and click through and do some shopping. And of course, Paula would love it if you bought Avon. Um, so one of those two things is available to you if you would like to support the show that would be awesome so thank you very much and we will see you next week bye bye that's it for this week be sure to check out UglyTruth.com iHeartRadio iTunes Stitcher or of course the Ugly Truth mobile app for any past shows and then every Sunday you'll get a brand new episode we truly appreciate you listening and sharing the ugly truth with your friends and family until next time get all the truth you need at UglyTruth.com and stay ugly, my friends.